Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We cherish this opportunity to come across your broadcast, your earwaves, and uh, with me, as always, my friend Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning, Doug. Happy Friday. You know, Fridays are great, man. I love Fridays. You know, yeah, yeah. They're my second favorite day of the week, and uh, really, you know, you think it's Saturday, but it's not. You know, it would be my second favorite. But Sunday, obviously, because I get to go to church and see the brethren and things like Mm -hmm. that. So, Stephanie, we've been going through like a characteristic of PTSD, stuff, junk people go through. Uh, you know what I'm talking about there. And, yeah. And uh, one of the big things, boy, we see this all the time, is people are suicidal. And mm. uh, there, there, there's a belief out there that, you know, that the world, the devil wants you to believe this, that the world would be a better place without you, that committing yeah. suicide would make everybody's lives better. You know, I read an article that the VA sent out. They send out a newsletter uh, from the Veterans Affairs Hospital, and one of the things they sent out was uh, the care system. They sent out a letter that said when someone commits suicide, 141 people are directly affected. Wow. So when you think about what you can do, so committing suicide, it's not an easy thing. It's against God's will. God's word is pure. I mean, and it's sure. And what does it say in Exodus? Thou shall not kill over in Ecclesiastes 17. Why shouldest thou go before their time? Uh, how about, what's that verse in Jeremiah I'm trying to think of that, uh, uh, to have an expected end. So God has put yes. us here, but he gives us this free will. Stephanie. And, and so people say, well, if God didn't want us to commit suicide, why would he let us? Cause God gives us free will, just like we have free will in accepting him as our Lord and savior. You know, the right. same thing is going on here. We get this free will. And I always remind people when they want to talk about suicide, you know, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. A lot of the people mm-hmm. I've met who've been suicidal, Stephanie, are people who's, you know, lady friend, men friend, break up with them. Or somebody's, re- they really have shame they've done something or, or something like that. And, you know, that's a temporary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and suicide's yeah. always a permanent solution to that. I love the verse reminding of who we are. If we remember who we are, things are better. And 1 Corinthians mm. 6.20 says, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, so when you think about that, we got to remember we're bought with a price. And that price that we're bought with is, uh, uh, is the life of God, Jesus Christ, mm. coming to earth and being crucified for our sins. He did for us, uh, you know, what he deserved. He gave us a chance out, a way to get out of things, a way to live eternally, those types of things. So what do you think about this thing, suicide, uh, suicidalness and these thoughts, Stephanie? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that God plans our life, plans our life out, and Satan will do anything he can to destroy us. 
And so once we're a child of God, he can't have our soul anymore, right? He can't take us to hell, but he will try to, he will try to make us and torture us and make us so miserable here that we take ourselves to death because somehow in Satan is glorified in death, especially death that comes by murder. Okay. Um, death is a part of sin. So any death is terrible But because of Jesus Christ. When a believer dies, yes, they go to heaven, but if they die because they murdered themselves, God, yeah, I've been to suicidal funerals, funerals of those who have committed suicidal. And let me tell you, there is a sense of depressive, oppressive awfulness in the air. Um, there's a sense of hopelessness that's attached to suicide. And as God's people, we are to be beacons of hope. Even in death, God can use us as beacons of hope because of Jesus Christ, because he has conquered death. And so there's a sense in which you rob God. You're not just, you're not just murdering yourself. You're not just being selfish. You're not just believing Satan's lies. You're not just destroying destroying a beautiful creation of God. Okay. That is what suicide is, is literally making the choice to purposefully destroy something, someone beautiful that God created in his own image. Besides all of that, in your death, you are robbing God of a testimony of his victory over death because you're purposefully murder is always going to do that. But when you do it to yourself, there's almost a sense in which it's, I don't want to say worse, but Satan receives the victory yeah. in suicide. And your family, boy, you know, your oh, family. Oh, it's so traumatic. It, oh. it's, it's so terrible, you know, what that does yeah. to your family and, and, and the actions that, that the that devastation. Has. Yeah. Yeah. It's you so know what? And I love the verse. I was just looking it up while you were talking over there in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 and 17. Know ye not that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth within you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And so we got to remember our bodies, our lives, we're a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And, yeah. uh, and, and we, need to, we need to remember that comes with a, with a price. And that price is we, uh, we get to serve God and make a difference. And, and these are all things we're seeing here. I think that's so significant and so important to remember that. And, and yeah. uh, you know, that's all good. Folks, if you're suicidal, you know, call your doctor, call an emergency room, get some help. Uh, and and yeah. once they get you to a point where you're not suicidal on that day, you know, get to a biblical counselor and contact us. We'll hook you up with a pastor or a counselor close to your home or something. And and uh, we'd, we'd love to do that with you. We want to be part of that. And, and, and make sure you do that. Make sure you become part of that and you make a difference in that area. And, and so, Stephanie, we've been working our way through the book of Proverbs. And, man, what a book it's been. Uh, we're in. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> and we're in Proverbs 18. I almost was going to shut it down and do our narcissism thing, but we can't give up these Proverbs. Uh, I mean, there's so much we're learning. I think it really sets us up to learn as we go into the narcissistic stuff we're going to mm. be covering. And there's so much with that. And a fool's lips enter into contention in his mouth calleth for strokes. And, and so, uh, when you think about this, uh, you know, that a fool, it's a nature of a fool, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's the nature of a knucklehead, uh, to cause contention. 
it's a nature of a knucklehead to bring things up. And, and you yeah. can, and then in the second part of that verse, I think you're inviting punishment for doing it. We all know that person that gets up and say, Oh, Stephanie, you're an idiot, blah, 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 blah. And you just, you know, that's a fool that talks like that. And, and you know, if Stephanie's having a bad day, she can cling clock him right in the nose or something, you know, and it's, <laughs> I, but I always, there are some I would love to do that too. Let but I always, you. I always recommend that a girl hit a more tender area than that with their foot. I'm just, I'm just being upfront with you. If you're going to save yourself, do it right. Gouge eyes, do whatever it is to, to hurt right. that person. I fight like that anyway. And I'm a guy I bite, <laughs> I, I do it all, you know, there's, uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, I, I used to box a little bit in high school. I tried to, I was no good in the army really. And I had a guy tell me, you know, what's the difference between boxing and fighting rules. And when it comes to protecting yeah. yourself, there's no rules, man. <laughs> you just do what you got to do, man. You know? And, uh, I don't know how we got there. It has nothing to do with Proverbs 18, six, I guess. But anyway, but think about this. It does. Maybe for strokes, his mouth calleth for strokes. There, that's, that's where I was going. There. So, so tell us about this, Stephanie. Talk to us about this verse. <laughs> oh, you just keep making me laugh. I'm just picturing, picturing fights like this. And it's kind of humorous because there are some people that their mouths have gotten to, them to the point where they need some strokes. Boy, they need a beating. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. But yes, God doesn't allow us to beat them. We have to turn no, away. We have to no, turn the other yes. cheek. Yeah, or separate. You know, there are times to walk away. Yeah, and there's um, times and, to and run. Praise God. Yeah. When yeah. you're dealing, but seriously, if you're dealing with someone, um, and it's ironic that we're reading this verse because I I don't remember what what um, preempted the whole semi-flashback um but recently just like this week I had a flashback to um a situation that happened during those years when I was living um with extreme oppression and I had a flashback to um this man calling late one night and railing I mean, we had just gone out to supper a few hours before as two couples. Yeah. It had gone great, or so we thought. We thought we had had a nice time. Of course, we were on pins and needles because this guy was the guy that was always calling my husband with the latest list of reasons why I was a jerk. Yeah. And we were we were trying. Okay. We were we were in a different place. I would not recommend that all of that we tried now. Um, all it did was erode us emotionally but anyway all that to say late that night he called with his list of all the reasons that i had messed up that night while we had been at supper yeah what a special and, guy yeah and let me t and i lost it and um it, it it got that night was awful that night was awful it was one of those nights that i ended up reading my bible into the middle of the night because i was it broke me again but i remember in the midst of all of that thinking this guy's obsession was contention. This guy's obsession. He had one of the most critical minds I've ever seen in my life where literally being critical, being cruel, using his mouth as a weapon of destruction was his oxygen flow. It was like as natural to him as his heart beating. And now being, you know, those people being criminal ends up becoming very normal to them. Because once you've gone down a slippery slope, you keep sliding. Yeah, yeah. And so 
Hey, hold that thought for one minute, Stephanie. Hold that thought for one minute. Hey, folks, we'll be right back. Uh, Take a minute to listen to our sponsors. We sure do love you, folks. Yeah, so, I I mean, Stephanie, you know, it's their oxygen. It's their, you you were just talking about the different way this is. So go ahead and finish that story up if you would. Yeah, so I I was just saying that when, when being cruel and evil with your mouth literally becomes natural for you where we're contention we're causing strife we're causing division we're manipulating you're a fool if that is your pattern of life to keep you on top to keep you king on the mountain you know we have that game as as little kids love to play be it with a pile of rocks a pile of dirt a snow pile you play king on the mountain and that's fun and good when it's a game but when that becomes your way of life as an adult that you will use your mouth to do whatever, to cause whatever contention, strife, warfare you have to cause to stay king on the mountain. Let me tell you, you're a fool. And it, it's, it's like your mouth is always calling for pain in other people. That is what gives you pleasure is inflicting pain. And now looking back, I recognize that. Okay. So recognizing it if you're in a situation where this is going on the first step is recognizing you know I remember Doug when you point blank said to me this has been abuse you've been living with abuse and I looked at you and said no it's not (laughs) because that was my reality for so long yeah, it just kind of it, it 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 rocks the foundation. It changes it your does. it changes what you. your what your beliefs is. I mean, we see that with the press yep. today trying to change us on things, things that are good yep. or bad, things that are bad or good. You know, it's it's always been that way. When you and if you ever have a, a godly president, or if you ever have someone like that, you you know, the press immediately they're disorganized. You know, there's no organization. It's it's always if a liberal's in there, it's the most organized White House there's ever been. If yep. There's a concern. Oh, everything's upside down. These yep. types of people, these types of things, they they rock the entire foundation yep. of our lives, and that's what they're Stephanie eroding. Said. Yeah, yep. and it just slowly, you know, it's a that whole narcissistic, that malignant yep. narcissism. It's boy, and and you know, and people think they're of no value. You know, they they finally get away from idiots like this and stuff, and they're afraid to make friends, afraid to, yep. you know, some folks afraid to get married. Well, this guy told me I was an idiot for all these years. Uh, I mean, there's just, or this girl or whatever the case may be. And I'm here to tell you that God gives life. He gives change and we stay away from those fools and we move out smartly. We get to live. Can I tell you what That's the right. can I tell you what the answer to this is? We get to live and we get to live with God and and, and have life, not only life, but life more abundantly, like Stephanie's book uh, talks about uh, uh, to die is gain, find an abundant life and death. We get to live more abundantly. Uh, when, That's right. And and folks, I want to I want to tell you that there's nothing more important on this Friday than to get that when you have God. I'm not you know, I'm not sure what you went through. I'm sure that many of you have went through some very terrible things. I'm sure that many of you have been through some things in your life that are just horrendous and terrible, but I'm here to tell you that that just go to God, seek him out and, and get to live a life more abundant for whatever it is you got left. And verse number seven says a fool's mouth is his destruction and the lips are the snare of his soul. And you know, a fool's mouth, the words of a fool that he puts out there continuing on that where we just come from is, is folly. 
and it's always toward destruction. It's never toward building people up. It's it's that narcissist, Stephanie. It's always toward knocking yeah. people down, ruining relationships, ruining foundation, ruining families. And and, and the Bible goes on to say, you know, that's it's like this snare. Uh, it, it speaks of, you know, it, it it ruins your soul. You know, we talked about yeah. how your bones can dry out and stuff like this. This takes it even a step further. It, it's yeah. uh, uh, it, it tells us that it ruins our souls. It's a snare to our souls. It keeps us back from, you know, our whole entity, worshiping, loving, wanting, seeking God. Boy, that fool can mess that all up, Stephanie. Yeah. Yep. And their words. And, and you know, we, mm. and we, we've often said when we backslide, we're giving everybody's names out. But here's the truth of this whole thing. <laughs> here's the truth of this whole thing. Everybody has one of those people, at least one. They do, Stephanie. Everybody's got somebody that stinks. Everybody's got somebody that's trying to make their life messier than a soup sandwich. Everybody's got somebody who's trying to turn things upside down. And we're here to tell you, don't pay attention. The fool's mouth is destruction, folks. Uh, the lips are a snare to his soul. I mean, it takes his whole being and ruins it. That's what we're seeing here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and to understand that the only way to get out of this kind of snare that this fool does because they do create a snare. They do create this chapter six or verse six and verse seven here. Yeah, They create a snare for their own soul, but, but Satan uses their words to create snares for your soul because there's a sense in which, you know, the, the Bible is not exaggerating when it says that our tongue is is a weapon that our tongue has power that you know it talks it compares it to the rudder of a ship and if if you've got someone in your life first of all if you're the person doing this if god convicts you that you're the person using your tongue this way repent turn from it make the choice to change ask people's forgiveness humble yourself in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up. You have to come to that place of brokenness over your sin. But if you're on the receiving end of this, my my advice to you is to say cut ties. Yeah. Because because that is the only way to get out of this kind of snare. Yeah. That's because right. these people until until God breaks, you're not going to break them. You asking their forgiveness a thousand times for things you didn't even say isn't going to break them. Trust me, I lived this life. Yeah. The only way to get freedom from them, because they do break you. They yeah. break you emotionally. They break you physically. Their words break you physically. Trust me, it happens. And so the only way to get free is to say, I'm walking away. You have made the choice to become, to use your words as weapons of destruction. I am making the choice because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And yes, you've put me in a snare. But by God's grace, because of who he is, because of his power, I'm walking away from you. This is done. This is over. Yeah. And God gives amazing. There's a sense of freedom and relief that comes that I didn't comprehend. I didn't understand. I didn't even know what it felt like till I made that choice to break those ties. And there's a joy in life now that I didn't have for so long because of this, this snare the power of this snare. Yeah. So, uh, so people can really do us wrong and hurt us. And, 
bring us to a bad place and, 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 you know, again, rock our foundations, rock our worlds. And we can get stuck there and wake up years later with people still ruining our lives. Or yeah. we can, you know, and, and, and Pastor Miller last week talked about the process of, uh, of dealing with a narcissist, which is the biblical process of you go to them and it usually doesn't work with a narcissist is what he said. You have to usually go with the pastor, a couple people from church. And if you get to the point where that doesn't work, you come to that point of separation. Yeah, we can't exactly. be hurt. We can't live this way. And folks, you're yeah. of great value. If you've got away from a knucklehead right. or a person that's hurt you like this, you're of great value. Start living your life. Man, yeah. hook up with your friends. You know, go to Starbucks and get a venti instead of a grande. Amen. Praise God. Oh, you know, amen. eat one of those exactly. pumpkin and cream cheese muffins, you know. Or a pink drink. Yeah, so yeah. Out. Get a pink drink. Hydrate. Buy that shirt or dress you always wanted or whatever. The guy, the pair of jeans, whatever it is you wear, buy it. Say, <laughs> if the guy didn't like it, let him get over it. The gal didn't like it, let her get over it. You know, just go live your life, man. It's okay. God wants you. To, God wants you to know He's given you permission to live your life, and that's uh, right. And and you know, you get to live your life. Don't let these fools' words be a, a, a snare to you. To you know, it's a snare to His soul. It's destruction to you, and it's a snare to His soul. And, and I'll tell you, if people will try to destroy us, Stephanie. And I do believe, I do believe there's a lot more of the world that are narcissists than I ever knew. I'm just being yeah. honest with you. And, you know, everybody's got a propensity to be a knucklehead. And we dealt with that woman who was, you know, pastored by a narcissist. She was a narcissist, lived a life as a narcissist. You know, she'd sit around and she would craft statements and stuff to be able to say things, to look cool, to look yeah. more intelligent, to look more biblical. But, you know, those same people can't give you a verse on what God says about salvation. And, and, and folks, this is what I'm here to tell you today. Uh, Pastor Miller hit this last week is, you know, we got a biblical responsibility with people. You know, hey, you're messing with me? Stop it. They don't do yep. it. You grab your pastor, you grab the boot. Hey, you're still messing with me. I took my Matthew friends 18. with me. Yep, Matthew 18. Yep. And uh, took my friends with me, these peeps with me. You're still messing with me. It's bugging me. Stop it. Yeah. And if they don't stop it, here we are. What, what are we in? Timothy 4, right? First Timothy 4, isn't it? Where mm. Alexander the coppersmith. Uh, it's in Timothy, yep. And, uh, and, and boy, Paul... <laughs> Paul said, man, I had to deal with this. You know, I dealt with this dude and he's brought me much evil and these terrible things are happening. But, but what did Paul do? I mean, there's, I think there's a lesson in there for all of us. What did Paul do? He, he had to turn him over, right? He had yep, to turn him over. Yep. Turn him over to God. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, there comes a time you go through the steps. That's what I'm trying to make this uh, real clear for us. We go through the steps and as we get through those steps, we reach a point where, quite frankly, uh, it's not going to work. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, Paul said, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. And so he goes on, only Luke is with me. Uh, he's talking about people who left him behind. Alexander the coppersmith, then 2 Timothy 4.14, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. You know, sometimes you got to let folks go. And you say, well, I did the Matthew thing. I yes. did it. I did it. Yes. And we pray for and, them. We love them. Yes. And we hope they come back. You know, the whole goal in life is reconciliation, restoration. Yes. Amen. And, well, and I want to throw in there, too, just really quick, because we do, you know, people listen to this that are in abusive situations. Yeah. If you've if you've done that, if you have followed all the Matthew eighteen steps, 
you've left the church, you've maybe moved. Okay. And I'm speaking from personal experience here. You've moved, you've separated yourself as much as you can. And they're still trespassing. They're still harassing. Don't be afraid to get a lawyer. Don't be afraid to go to the police Yeah. because that's why, that's why they're there. Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that if you have to, because sometimes that's necessary. So this is Friday free day around here to be free from all that junk in your life. Do the godly thing. If we could help you, let us know. Remember, I want to talk to you about the retreat. I want to talk to you about what we're doing. Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Get a hold of me. We'll do a Zoom. Uh, we want to make you a key person with this uh, relationship. So make sure you get a hold of me. We sure do love you. It's been a great opportunity to talk with you today. And uh, please keep Stephanie and I and our family in your prayers. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.